blame it on the podcast. You know what? Say <laughs> I was listening to the marriage doc and they said we should have a conversation about this. There so you blame go. us. Yep. Blame us for this conversation. <laughs> Welcome to Marriage Talk. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Valerie. And today we want to get into some of the practical aspects of what love is, to go beyond the concept and the feeling. Yeah, we're in a series on love, and today we want to talk about what it means for love to be patient and kind, and that it does not envy or boast. We won't be able to cover everything on these aspects of love, but we hope to get a good start on understanding what love is and how to put love into action. Yeah, but before we get into that, uh, you've been reading a really interesting book and I've enjoyed hearing about it. And so could you tell us a little bit about it? I can, which is kind of interesting in my life that someone's asking me about a book I'm reading (laughs) because, and the reason why it's so interesting is because I never would have considered myself a reader, but something that I've really started to enjoy later on in life. And I, yeah, I do kind of go from one book to the next and I always kind of have maybe even two or three that I'm waiting to get to after. But what I have just finished was a book called God in My Everything by Ken Shigematsu. And really, it was all about developing rules of life or developing like these trellises, mm-hmm. kind of the, the, the trellis concept of the grapevine and, and they wrap themselves around yeah, the supports. trellis to grow. Yeah, supports. And so the book was really talking about that in your life and how with God in my everything, it isn't like God's in this box and, and then I only kind of worship him in these types of ways or in this area, but like, no, it's actually like is in everything I do, everywhere I go, every... And then are you building trellises in your life uh, to that you're following and that will help you just stay healthy uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, all those things uh, relationally. And yeah, so it was really good to process, to really think what are some of my rules of life that I have. And if I'm missing an area what am I going to do about it? Like, am I going to, yeah, what adjustments do I need to make in my life to kind of follow and and build healthy rhythms? That was really what it was about too. Like, what are some healthy rhythms spiritually, but also what are some healthy rhythms non-spiritually, I guess? I don't know how to to word that. Like other areas of your life. Through your whole life. Yeah, through your whole life. What are just, do you have healthy rhythms? And so this book really helped me to identify even some areas that I have some unhealthy rhythms. One of those would be work. I I love to work. I I, I do. And and I love what we do. Yeah. And so because of that... I can just like work and work and work and I don't take time to rest. And so I have to build that into my life. I have to build a healthy rhythm of rest. Now, what does rest look like? And defining that of what it looked like for me. So that was one of the areas that it really shone a light where, well, I need to build a trellis on rest and have a healthy, healthier rhythm in that area. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. That's awesome. And I'm uh, just starting that book. And But something that really stood out from what you shared with me was looking into like the word trellis mm. and um, and the word rules. I think it was rules from the Greek yeah. that the actual meaning to 
the word rules is this concept of this trellis. Yes. And so that support system and the reason that, and, and again with the trellis and the idea of grapevines, because without the trellis, the fruit sits on the ground right. and before it has a chance to ripen, yeah. it rots. Rots, ruined. Yeah. Right? And so these trellises or these rules of life, because sometimes we hear rules and we think like, oh, it's so <laughs> restrictive and awful. <laughs> and What do you mean sometimes? I think most of the time that would be how we see a rule, right? Yeah. For some people, I think it depends on your mindset. For That's me, true. I like rules because then I know my my framework. What are my boundaries? Yeah, right. But if I don't like the rule, then I don't like it. <laughs> That's fair. That's a fair so, statement. <laughs> yeah. But for me, it was really helpful in like this. This is to help me be fruitful. Mm. And it's not about restricting. Although sometimes the rules are restricting me from heading into unhealthy right. things. Yeah. It's, which is it's, still healthy. Which is still healthy. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know, it's a different way of thinking about it. And I just love the picture of these trellises supporting us mm-hmm. so that we can produce good fruit. Mm-hmm. And what am I putting in my life as these trellises so that I can produce good fruit yeah. in, in my life? And so yeah. I'm excited to finish reading it. Yeah, you're going to yeah finish it. And, I, and I'm excited to hear other tidbits that you get out of it because it was a, a really good book. I really enjoyed it. And hey, maybe our listeners want to grab it and and take a read yeah, through. Yeah, and hey, maybe there's stuff from today's episode that might be some trellises that we need in our That's lives. True. That's true. <laughs> that might uh, might fit into what we're talking about today. That's it right. Might. But you know what? Let's let's get into our topic for the day. Uh, last week we had introduced kind of the the topic of love, and we read the verse uh, verses from First Corinthians thirteen four to eight. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's referred to as the love love passage, right? <laughs> it's often read at weddings. It is, that's right. Right, and um, it's probably very familiar, but it's love is patient and kind. Love does does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. Hmm. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Mm-hmm. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things. Mm-hmm. Love endures all things. Love never ends. To help us with our conversation on love and the Bible verse we just read, we are going to be using some concepts from the Love Dare book by mm-hmm. Alex and Stephen Kendrick. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about love being patient. And a question that comes to mind right away would be, be what does that look like? <laughs> I mean, how do we how do we practically put this into practice? And that's what again, you've already shared. This is what we want to talk about yeah. on the podcast. All these things. Let's get to the practical the meat and, and potatoes. Yeah, meat and potatoes, <laughs> talk about a little bit what patience is and then how do we apply it. So what does love being patient look like? Well, I mean, love should inspire us to become a patient person. And here's why. When we are patient, we will respond in a positive way to a negative situation. Yeah. I mean, when we're patient, we're able to respond rather than like reacting to a situation uh, that's taking place. In the Bible, it talks about being quick to listen, uh, being slow to anger. Those two things, I would 
mark them as like really key indicators, big markers of a patient person. Yeah. And we again want to qualify that patience does not mean passive and it doesn't mean that we're a doormat. Mm -hmm. Patience is more of a steady, calm confidence that gives us strength to show mercy to those around us rather than being restless and demanding. The Kendrick brothers, they put it this way in their book. They say, patience is a deep breath that stops foolishness from whipping its scorpion tail all over the room. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a visual picture, right? Like a scorpion's tail just flying all over the place. Yeah. That would be someone who's impatient, like like just losing control uh, versus someone that's able to take that deep breath. That's such a visual picture. I love it. Yeah, it's so good. (laughs) And really, it does boil down to a choice that Mm -hmm. we make, right? That's in our control, whether we whip that tail around, (laughs) right? right. It's it's a choice to control our emotions rather than allowing our emotions to control us. And Mm. we've said this before, but we really do believe that our emotions, they should be indicators, telling us, you know what, I need to look into this. What's what's going on here? But they can't be our steering wheels in how we make our decisions on their own. Right. Patience makes us wise. And then rather than rushing to a judgment, we will take that extra second. We will take that extra breath and we will listen to what the other person is saying to us. Proverbs 14, 29, it says, he who is slow to anger has great understanding but he who is quick-tempered exalts folly. I mean, patience here, like patience is where love meets wisdom. Yeah, and patience, it gives our spouse and ourselves to be human. Mm. (laughs) We all fail. We all make mistakes. Yeah, Yeah, actually, you know that saying, when you say that, like that old saying, there's like two guarantees in life, life and, or no, not life, but I guess that would be a guarantee (laughs) if you're already born, but uh, death and taxes. Right. I think we could add fails and mistakes uh, to those two things. We've all done it. We've all failed. We've all made mistakes. And that's probably going to happen again. Oh, in our it lives. definitely will, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, patience does not mean that we don't deal with the mistakes. Mm. It means that we deal with them well, with love, with kindness, and with wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so that's patience in a nutshell. I, I, as we said from the beginning, we probably are just scraping the tops of these things yeah. here. It's really to get our brains going in that direction. Yeah. And hopefully our listeners and even ourselves will continue to think these things through. And then what does that look like in our life? So, so again, that's patience in a nutshell. But what about love being kind? Like, what does that look like in our everyday lives? Yeah, I think, I think kindness is trying to make the most of a positive change. Hmm. Kindness is about creating a blessing. Patience is more about that responsiveness in our approach Hmm. when things happen, because things are going to (laughs) happen, right? Where kindness is more about being proactive. Hmm. The Love Dare, it goes on and explains kindness by really breaking it down into four elements. And and we're going to walk through those four elements here. Again, really high level, really briefly. But the first element that they talk about with kindness is gentleness, not being unnecessarily harsh. This would be being sensitive and tender even when we have to say hard things. We are still truthful 
but we're able to do this with love. And this reminds me, and and remember, I shared this last week with the THINK acronym, you know, the true, helpful, inspiring, necessary, and kind. These are, that's such a great filter to be filtering our words through. Yeah. And the second element is helpfulness. It's meeting the needs of the moment. Each spouse chooses to meet each other's needs, even if that means we're putting our own on hold. (laughs) (laughs) Third element is willingness. Being agreeable instead of reluctant or stubborn. We become cooperative and flexible. We are willing to compromise and accommodate. Mm -hmm. And the final element is excuse me, is initiative. Hmm. Kindness takes the first step. It doesn't wait around for the other person to go first. Mm -hmm. Kindness greets first, smiles first, serves first, Hmm. and even forgives first. Mm -hmm. Now, let's be real here. This does not sound like things that are always easy to do, (laughs) right? But this gentleness, helpfulness, willingness, and taking initiative... That can feel like a tall Mm -hmm. order, Mm -hmm. but it can be done. And these are things that we really should all be striving for in our lives and marriages because that is the ways we're going to be showing love. Yeah, yeah. This reminds me of a similar conversation that I I had in our men's group recently. And really, we got into like what gets in the way of these things, uh, of, of kindness or of cherishing our spouse, of loving our spouse. And... In the group, we kind of boiled it down to two things. One of them was our selfishness. Like, right. like we're just selfish people, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, even when we're trying not to be and working very hard not to be, there is just tends to be a selfishness that, that can take over. Yeah, we always have to be battling that. That's right. And so like the last one there of taking initiative in areas of our marriage, like that really means that we have to put our wives first and which means we're going to die to that selfishness. Uh, the other thing that we talked about that really gets in the way of kindness would be fear. Like actually fear could be holding us back from stepping into this area of our lives because we don't know how things could be received. We don't know if they'll be received well. Um, we don't know if they'll be received poorly or then are we going to be taken advantage of? And so therefore there's this fear and it captivates us. And so rather than do something, we do nothing because we allow the fear to hold us back uh, in those things. So I'm not sure if anyone can relate to those things. <laughs> those are some of the things that uh, when, when it came to kindness and to loving and to cherishing our spouse, those were, we, we identified there was kind of the selfishness and fear were two things that the men identified that can hold us back yeah. uh, in those areas. So just curious, did you talk about kind of what to do with that? Like, what do you, what do, you do if, if that's holding you back? No, that's a good question. And, and we did. Thankfully, we didn't just identify two <laughs> things and, and then move on to like, okay, so those are the things that hold us back and, and stop there. No, we, we did identify. And the thing that comes to my mind, like the practical step in this area yeah. uh, that we talked about in, as, as men was, what does it look like just to ask our wife? What does it mean or or how can I show kindness to you? Right. How can I show initiative? How can I show love to you? And then when our wife tells us, 
We write those things down on a piece of paper and put it somewhere, and then we refer to it from time to time, and we do those things. We don't try and do someone else's list. We don't try and love and be kind and cherish our wife by this magical formula that we read out there. No, we just do the things that they told us to do. Uh, Write it in our phone, wherever it is that we can look back on it. And and then just do those things. That was what we came up with. Well, that makes sense. And I think like for me as a wife, I can relate to that. And I'm sure there's other wives too that are like, yeah, that makes sense, right? Because I think as wives, we struggle with the same thing. And uh, and you don't know how your spouse is going to respond. And that can hold you back, that fear, right? And so just asking the mm-hmm. simple question of what does it look like to, to show you kindness and yeah. to be patient, yeah. right? Because it is going to look different for each person. And so, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And this is a conversation that we've had in the past. And I told the guys, I said, I actually have a sticky note on my nightstand at the where what wherever you put nightstands at the bed, <laughs> the side uh, of the bed. yeah i have it i do know where it is i do know where it is and i refer to it and then i do those things and i say this everywhere or in, in all these areas if if we can take the guessing game out of these things it's just so much easier uh, to run in those lanes. And so that was what we came up with. Yeah. Well, and you know what? There's also a really great parable in the Bible about showing kindness, Mm. right? Jesus gives us an example of loving kindness through the story about the Good Samaritan. That's right. Yeah. It's it's where uh, there's a Jewish man traveling along this dangerous road and he gets attacked and robbed and really badly beaten Mm -hmm. and, uh, and left there to die, right? And then there's other people who are traveling along this road and they come across this this man who's been beaten and they don't do anything, hmm. right? Some of them mm-hmm. even cross to the other side of the road to yeah. avoid um, having to be near him. That's right. And so then uh, comes along this, this Samaritan man, right? And so in the story, the man who was beaten was Jewish. And then the Samaritan comes along. Now, Samaritans and Jews hated each other. There, there was definitely a, a rival going on there. But this Samaritan man, he stops, mm-hmm. which was dangerous for him because he could have been more easily attacked and robbed That's also. Right. That's right. right. But he stops. He cares to this beaten man's wounds. Um, he puts him on his own donkey and he takes him to the next town and puts him up in an inn and arranges for him to be taken care of. And then he says, I'm going to pay for everything. And so Jesus gives us this parable to show us that that is how we can show love. And uh, and it's, it's, a, it's a tall order. Like that, mm-hmm. that's a big thing. It's literally like loving your enemy mm-hmm. with the expectation of nothing in return. Yeah. I think that's the thing that jumps out at me as you were sharing this story, the Samaritan does this without the expectation that the Jews, that that gentleman is going to give him any back, anything back in return. He yeah. puts him up in the inn, he pays for it. And there isn't ever this like, I'm doing this, so therefore I get this, or he'll do then this for me. It was just, here was a need that needed to be met. I can meet that, and I'm going to come alongside, and I'm going to show love and kindness and 
and this is how I'm going to do it without expecting anything in return. Oh, for sure. Now, in, in our marriage relationships, that doesn't mean we can't have the conversation and express right. to each other, like you just talked about, ask the question, <laughs> yeah. figure out what is the list of what does kindness look like to my spouse, but then we're not doing it we're not showing that loving kindness with the expectation that they're then going to do something for us. Right. But we do still share. Right. With our spouse what that looks yeah. like. Yeah. Right? Because it can get a little bit muddied oh, sometimes. Yeah. Feeling like we should just never say anything. Right. If, if we feel like we're, there isn't... Um, a good loving kindness in our marriages. And that's not what we're saying. No, no. We actually had a great conversation with a couple that we're doing premarital with on this. And they use the words like, I don't feel like a priority right now. I don't feel valued. And so then when they have those things, the other was saying like, that's like a light bulb going off. Like, oh my goodness, I need to change some things. Right. And yeah. so here this couple is already building that muscle to have those conversations, uh, to be able to say, this is how I feel. And then they're coming up with strategies to address those things yeah. uh, in, in the relationship, which is what we're saying in marriage. Go ahead, have the conversation. Share how this is making you feel and share how this is how being loved would look like. And then entrusting that to our spouse and, and having an ongoing dialogue about how everyone's doing. Because one of the things we actually said going back to the men's group and the conversation was after we like said to each other, okay, in a week, let's loop back to our yeah. wives and ask, <laughs> how am I doing? Again, such a vulnerable question to ask because we're not doing this as a checklist, but if we don't check in, mm -hmm. how do we know if we're actually doing it? Yeah. And so if we're trying to build love and, and one of the ways we show love is through kindness, then let's go to the person and just vulnerably ask with humility, how am I doing? Yeah. And I think that's going to grow those loving feelings. It's going to grow the kindness because it's either going to, you're doing really good or actually, yeah, this week it wasn't good. And again, it's not these checklists, but it's actually showing I care so much about you. I want to know how I'm doing. Yeah, I want to love you with excellence. Yeah. Not just randomly hoping I'm going <laughs> to maybe hit the mark sometimes. Right, right. I want to know you specifically. Yes. And I want to love you that way. Yeah. Anyway, ongoing, honest conversations. That's how, there's, yeah. this is, that's how this is going to go. Maybe that's not an ongoing thing that our listeners have, have or even have started. And that could be a scary, vulnerable piece to, to say. So... Blame it on the podcast. You know what? Say <laughs> I was listening to the marriage talk and they said we should have a conversation about this. There so blame go. us. Yep. Blame us for this conversation. <laughs> but we encourage you, have the conversation. Yes. It's so good to get into that habit. Yeah. So good. So good. So good. We're still, let's go back to our list. Yeah, We're unpacking kindness. Kindness. Uh, kindness also looks like making a good impression. Now, when you hear when we hear that, we often think, about this kind of in like the job interviews yeah. or the first impression of meeting the parents or meeting um, the our spouse for the first time. Like I've got to have, right. <laughs> uh, I, I've got to put on a good impression. But what would it look like to keep that energy <laughs> up 10, 20, 60 years yeah. into marriage? Like, I, I mean, and, and here's what it is. Simply being nice and polite having energy for each other, having energy for our family, the tone that we use of our voice, our nonverbals yeah. as we're communicating. Like, do we convey to our spouse that they are important, 
that they're valuable, like still, like right. even in marriage, <laughs> are we willing to try and like fight for that first impression of showing them that they are valuable, showing yeah. them kindness because it says that we care, that we value them. Uh, we value their opinion. It displays that we, that we care what they think. All these things, it, it shows warmth, uh, shows enthusiasm towards our spouse. So those are some, the the first impression. It is. And, and we're not saying that you can't be comfortable with each other because that is a beautiful thing about 100%. a relationship when you have yes. been, when when that newness wears off and you feel very, so comfortable with each other. Yeah we're saying that that's still a really good oh, thing. So good. Don't lose that. Yes. But still be making the effort to yeah. give our spouse our best. Yeah. So good. So good. So another thing with that along that same theme is what can we do that kind of blesses them and kind of knocks their mm, socks off okay. kind of thing, yeah. right? Like whether it's a huge thing or a little thing, because there, there can be little things, mm. um, acts of kindness. It, it brings that fun, right? It, it, it shows love. Mm. That can be really fun in our relationships, even 10, 20, 60 <laughs> years That's in. True. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One time, um, I remember I, I was trying to think of what I could do. To show you that I loved you. And mm. you love candy. You love I, suckers. I do. I love any candy, actually. Yeah. Suckers are a top list. Yeah. So sour I, Patch Kids. Anything sour. Anyways, go on. Go yes. on with your story. I, I love yeah. candy. I hear the word candy. I lose. You get all excited. And you just can't even control yourself. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> but I bought this giant bag of suckers. And I hid them all over the place. They were in your sports bags. Yeah. In, yeah. My sock drawer. Sock drawers, my like Probably jacket, every pocket in your jacket. Bag. socks yeah. like everywhere I was finding them for like days it was awesome yeah but I did that because I I just thought it would be fun I thought mm. it would bless you and bring you joy throughout your day in random little ways and it so it, it wasn't a big thing at all maybe not a big thing in terms of of just placing suckers but it is it took time for you to do that it took thoughtfulness it, it took initiative for you to be like, I'm going to hide all this all over the place. And so, yeah, it wasn't a big thing, but I'll also say like, I loved it. Like, <laughs> and the first like two or three, I was like, okay, like no big deal. Like anyways, and then I would find them like, not just in my sock drawer, but like you would like put them in my socks. And so then I was, I was finding them for weeks. I'm like, where are they? And then it became this big hunt. Cause I'm like, I'm going to find all the suckers. Yeah, It was awesome. But I, I did. I felt so loved and pursued and, and cherished in these moments because I was like, wow, like she took the time to do such a small act, but it really had such a big impact. Well, that's good. That was what I was aiming for. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And I mean, we still share that story uh, when, when we can, as you just did, like it just, just came up. And so, you know what? Kindness is also, and I just referred to this is though, kindness is also thoughtfulness yeah you know it it's easy after the initial stages of married life when you know the kind of those infatuation period yeah. that, that wears off and unfortunately drift can begin to happen as we start focusing on our job our friends our own problems our personal desires and dreams our kids ourselves, like, like ourselves. <laughs> yeah like things just 
kind of start to come into our life and we can begin to intentionally or intentionally or unintentionally yeah. uh, we begin to ignore our spouse which really then r- really leads to some drift in marriages now thoughtlessness like this is a silent enemy to a loving relationship if we're not thoughtful we will say we'll do things that hurt our spouse because Let's face it, we are different right. from our spouse. And then often those differences, they can be seen a, and, and really felt as intentionally being mean or our spouse is being hurtful to us. When in fact, it's just, that's not the case. We just do things different or right. we see the world different, right? And whereas thoughtfulness, it teaches us to engage our minds before engaging our mouths. It, it filters our words through a, a grid of truth and kindness. Yeah. And so really that's talking about that, that thoughtfulness of appreciating our differences, recognizing that our spouse is different from us, but I'm, I'm going to tap into that. I'm going to lean into that mm-hmm. um, instead of taking that as a personal offense mm. and seeing it as a negative thing. And I'm going to make time and space yeah. for my spouse yeah. and not just allow this drift and life, the, right. the, the kind of the, the waves of life to just drift us apart. Yeah. yeah. And again, it's a choice, right? Like these things, all of this stuff, it is choices in our life. It is choices to put these things and put love into action. Yeah. All right. So moving on in our first Corinthians passage, we're going to move on to love does not envy or boast. And so let's talk about envy first. Envy is, is that feeling of discontentedness or resentfulness because we don't have what somebody else does Mm. have, right? And so this would include illegitimate jealousy and lust. Mm. And now there is also, I mean, such a thing as legitimate jealousy. Yeah. Legitimate jealousy is based on love. Uh, It happens when someone that we love, uh, who we are in a covenant relationship with, turns away from us and then replaces us with a- another person. Right. You know, for example, if our spouse is flirting with other people, we should be jealous and, and righteously upset. Right. Yeah. Like that would be legitimate and we should have an honest conversation and talk about that in our relationship. Yes. Uh, God, he also has this kind of legitimate righteous jealousy for his people. He deeply longs for us and desires for us to keep him as our first love. He doesn't want us to let anything take a precedent or a, a higher position over him in our hearts. Mm-hmm, that's very true. But illegitimate jealousy, it's based on that envy, yeah. right? It's its rooted in selfishness and it really op- opposes love. It happens when somebody else gets what we want. <laughs> and this can really lead to that poisoning of our motives and poisoning our relationships, mm-hmm. right? It stops us from living the life of love that God intended for us to live. Mm-hmm. In uh, James uh, chapters 3 and 4, the Bible tells us that envy leads to fighting, to quarreling, and every evil thing. Mm-hmm. And we can look at characters in the Bible. At, well, <laughs> I think we can look at any of us, all of us, <laughs> yeah. but some big examples are Cain with Cain and Abel, and, and he kills his brother because he envied him. Mm-hmm. Sarah and the poor decision she makes with Abraham and, and her servant uh, and her servant Hagar, Hag- 
Mm-hmm. Her, yeah. her name has left my head, but yes, <laughs> her happens. servant. Uh, Joseph's brothers, right? The chief priests in mm-hmm. the New Testament and the Pharisees. All of these are like kind of magnified examples of that envying, which then leads to sin and destruction. Mm-hmm. And, and so we can look at these um, stories in the Bible and characters and like, well, that was there. Right, that was them. Right, but I mean, hey, l- let's be honest. I mean, which one of us has never been jealous or envied something in our life? Like, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's safe to say we've all had that feeling, that yeah. emotion of jealousy, to some or envy. extent. You know, yeah. But the Bible it, it does tell us instead be grateful and thankful and be content with what we do have. And I know in my own life, like this is something. I'm really working on just being content in mm-hmm. the situations wherever I'm at. And that has just brought a lot more joy in my life, a lot more thankfulness uh, in my life to be content with where things are at. Yeah. And now again, like keep in mind that we're not talking about like sin issues or sin in the relationship yeah, or sin in the marriage. We shouldn't just be content with that. That's right. We're not saying that because if there is, if anyone is in an abusive relationship, we should not be sitting idly by and doing nothing. Yeah. Um, we can be grateful still though in those moments and in any moments of our life. Like we can be grateful that God has promised to never leave us or forsake us. And then he... He will give us the courage and strength to get out and and get help if we are willing to take that courageous step and trust him and to seek the help that we need to set boundaries, to set healthy boundaries in our life and relationship. Yeah, and confront that sin. That's so true. Mm -hmm. Okay, again, moving on in reverse. What about love not boasting, Mm. right? Having that spirit of humility and not bragging Mm -hmm. even in our thoughts because sometimes we're we're good about keeping it in but it's still going on in our heads at Mm. least i know that can be (laughs) that can be me thinking that my way would have been better i would have done it more efficiently or you know that kind of thing true confessions here (laughs) but often we we do do that where that's going on in our head even though Mm. we're not saying it out loud but that is that kind of boastful kind of thinking, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's helpful to recognize that, you know what? I'm not perfect. And my spouse might do things differently than me, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're wrong Mm. or that our way is better. Now, sometimes... It is that. And and we have a legitimate complaint or concern and, and we do know a better way to do it. And, and we need to have an honest, kind and mm. loving conversation about that. Yeah. But again, to do that in the spirit of cooperation and humility and not this boastful assuming that our way is best and, and mm-hmm. we know the right way. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. And I love that. Again, that honest conversation. We've said that multiple times here today. Yeah. Uh, and we believe that in our relationship because we've seen it. Like we've seen how well we've grown or how much we've grown yeah. because we're willing to engage in these honest conversations. But we also know the destruction that was in our relationship because we weren't willing to engage in honest yeah. conversation. Yeah, weren't willing to engage and also didn't have good communication tools. It's true. Right, so if we even did try to engage, it would end up being a disaster because we we weren't communicating well at all. That's right, that's right. So in all of it, 
please have and learn how to have honest conversations yeah. uh, as a couple. It will, there will be benefits yep. uh, when we can have them in a healthy way uh, in our relationship. So that has been a lot of information on the topic of love. And I feel like we like just <laughs> scraped the top of what we wanted to even dialogue about uh, here. You know, I feel like this series might be a bit longer than we had anticipated. That's true. That's true. Hang in there. We will work through it all. Uh, but really, today we shared some of our thoughts about love being patient and kind. Uh, we introduced four elements of kindness from the Love Dare book, and we also talked about how love does not envy or boast. But what about you? How has all of this resonated with you and your life as our listeners? As always, we have some qu questions for all of us to process at the end of our podcast. Here they are. What element of kindness, whether that be gentleness, helpfulness, willingness, initiative, is an area you would like to focus on in your life and marriage? Another question. In what ways have envy and boasting shown themselves in your life? We just want to say thanks for joining us. We hope that you are looking forward to the series on love and we will talk to you next week. Bye.